Welcome to the last of the Lovers Month episodes here at Roll Film. And we thought if we're going to keep it romantic, we better keep it bromantic. We started the month with bros and we're going to end the month with another bromance movie. A little bit different than bros. I love you, man. What a classic. We've been kind of focusing on newer movies this month. And, you know, we had to end. With a classic. I love you, man. It's such a special place in all of our hearts. But I'm going to kick it on over to Greg for the numbers game and a little bit of a recap or whatever you do. I don't know. Why, why are you here? For the Greg section. The Greg cap. Just just a good old-fashioned budget <laughs> year it came out and also a synopsis of the movie. Um, yeah, John, you're right. And I honestly didn't even think about that. This is the first throwback movie of the month. And what a great movie to be doing. I love you, man. Came out in 2009. To, that blows my mind. I was 19 at the time. And Rubbing it's it. an hour, 45 minutes long. Man, dude, I'll tell you. Friendless Peter Clavin, played by Paul Rudd, goes on a series of mandates to find his, a best man for his wedding. But when his insta-bond with his new BFF, Jason Segel, puts a strain on his relationship with his fiance Rashida Jones, can the trio learn to live happily ever after? I thought it was pretty crazy, too, that this movie had a budget of $40 million. I assume a lot of that had to do with the out door on location scenes and probably some of that went to Lou Ferrigno himself. <laughs> you think he was the highest paid side actor? Probably. I think so. You're probably I would... right. I mean, he's kind of a focal point of the movie in a way too. You know what sure. I mean? Sure. I wouldn't call him the son in the universe of this movie, but he sure does have like a reoccurring part in it. But anyway, the sorry. Jupiter, if you will. Maybe maybe Jupiter if it makes like sense. They bring him up enough. Hold on, I'm almost done, Jason. Let's get back to your stoner thoughts in a second. Hold on. Uh, $40 million budget. Uh, opening weekend, it only made $17.8 million, but it has grossed worldwide $91.9 million, which is pretty fucking crazy. And like I said, this movie does star Paul Rudd, Jason Segel, Rashida Jones, and a myriad of cameos from everybody from Judd Apatow movies, Parks and Rec, and The Office. It's a fucking must-see movie if you've never seen it. And Jason, since we've literally not heard from you a little bit, let's go down to you about your thoughts of the movie. It had been, I think, almost since like this came out that I had seen it. I don't know why. Like I've quoted it since then. Like I, I say, totes my goats forever i've always said like so many of the things that are in this movie i've said since then i don't but, think like he coined that term i think that's I no mean... paul rudd you look up totes my goats in the dictionary it's got paul rudd's face next to it not a goat no nope. <laughs> anywho you know just random like slap it a bass oh, yeah. i also play you know air bass like this for everyone who cannot see what we're doing since this is an audio <laughs> podcast he's got his arms up like old I'm slapping lady. the I'm slapping Slap the, the bass slapping the bass it's been such a long time since I'd seen it and I feel like when this is one of those movies like that I watched when I was younger that I didn't appreciate fully then you know what I mean like uh like 40 year old virgin and stuff like that like I just hadn't gotten enough life experience to fully appreciate that or like knocked up and shit like that now that I'm in my 30s and like I've grown apart from friendships and stuff like this because when i first saw it at 19 i was still friends with 
all of the fucking people that I knew. You know what I mean? Like I still had, there was still probably, you know, 25 people that I could pick up the phone and call at any given point in time when I was like 19 and watch this fucking movie. Now you have some people that you can talk to and like you guys and stuff like that. But like, you know, it's harder to have adult friends. And I feel like this kind of showcases that aspect of of not only having adult friends, but like the hardships of making new adult friends as well. I appreciated it so much more this time because I thought it was good then. But this time I was just like fucking blown away. I thought it was so hilarious the whole time. Like I was just laughing my ass off. And I don't feel like I like a lot of the actors that are in this display in smaller parts have since gone on to get bigger roles. Like you mentioned, like Andy Samberg's in this. And then the guy that plays Boyle, who I think is like what? Joe Latriglio or something like that. That's right. Just seeing the chemistry even then, that then goes on years later to become like one of my favorite TV shows that I just finished watching the entirety of in in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's just cool to see that kind of like that kind of shit. So it is one of the funniest movies that I've seen in a long time, even though it's an older movie and I had, I've already seen it. I was blown away by how much I fucking laughed. I regret renting it. I should have bought it. Like, I was like, man, after I was done, I was like, I should have bought this, kids. This is fucking great. Like, this was so good. I'm going to buy it, but I wish I would have bought the damn movie earlier and saved myself the money. Uh, John, what do you think about it? It's amazing. It still holds up. I laughed. I remembered a decent amount of the movies. I think this came out during a real golden era of rated R comedies, and it kind of got lost in the mix, you know? I remember seeing this in the theater and laughing a lot. And then I think like the next month, another great comedy came out. And then I remember this was when Netflix was like streaming on Xbox. Like that was the first gaming system you could do. I feel like it got on there kind of early. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but I watched it again. Yeah. And and I was like, God, this movie's so funny, but it doesn't come up a lot when you talk about like greatest comedies of all time. And it really should be. Because it's not just really funny. It's a movie genre that there's not a lot of. Yes, there's a lot of buddy movies. But like you said, the idea of adult friendships, especially guys, if you're not like friends with someone since like your youth or they're like work friends, it's really hard to go out there and meet people. I should have looked up if that friend finder app where he met that really old guy was like a real thing and we could we could make some friends guys it's just a really well done movie a lot of star power here there's so many names it's really hard to remember them all paul rudd shows off his range like he can be the funniest guy in the room or he can be the straight man like he kind of is here and except on that date where he was sending mixed signals just kidding (laughs) reference to the movie but even as the straight man, he's so funny. Like, he, he can carry a scene. And, you know, Siegel's no slouch himself. He's really great in this. Sandberg's great. I know his character's not a huge part of the movie, but he's really funny in the parts that he is. And J.K. Simmons, who, you know, is from, so good. from Columbus. Everyone does such a good job. Let's not downplay Lou Fregno's comedy chops, too, man. I mean... He plays right into the the character of himself. It's just a really well done movie. This director, John Hamburg, has done a lot of other good stuff. This movie should be at least in the conversation of best comedies of all time. 
It really should. It and should I don't be. think it is. It really should be. You know, and especially if you're talking about 2000s, it has to oh, be yeah. in that conversation. And I rarely feel like it is. You hear about Super Bad. You hear about Knocked Up. You hear about 40 Year Old Virgin. You should hear about this just as much. And you do not. Yeah, I completely agree. And to that point, this is exactly what John's talking about. This was literally the golden age, I think, of our generation when it comes to rated R comedies. Because, you know, within a few years of this movie coming out, we're talking about like one of my favorite movies of all time, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, was released the year before this. And then you're talking about, like you said, Knocked Up, Role Models, Dude, Wedding Crashers. I mean, Hot Tub Time Machine, Step Brothers. I say Step Brothers is in there too. Yeah, I mean, like, we're talking about all these great movies, and that's why, you know, that Judd Apatow started so much, I think, of why this movie is so great. But I'm not 100% sure, like, the other, the rest of you guys. Like, why is this movie not on one of the top ones? Is it because it's a rom-com and guys didn't think that it was going to be just as funny as, like, a Super Bad or a Step Brothers? That's the possibility, but I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed this movie through and through. That's about the only thing that I can think of is the fact that it is a rom-com. The only other movie that I feel like fits in that category is, like, Knocked Up, and it's talked about, but it is also not talked about as much as you know like 40 year old virgin or like a super bad and things like that and i feel like the movie does lend itself to look like it is more of a regular traditional com or like rom-com and i think that that probably hurt it but in my opinion it's what makes the movie great is that it does all of it so well like it crushes every aspect of the rom-com thing but I, I feel like you might be right. Like maybe just the fact that it was marketed as like kind of a rom-com is what hurt the, the movie because the people that were would have appreciated it weren't there to see it. And the people that were there to see it aren't the ones that would have appreciated it as much. What I want to ask, is this a rom-com? Because I'm not so sure. A rom-com, you know, because it's bros. Right. But it's, I mean, yes, there's a love story. There's a mar a wedding but that's not really the focal point. It is the catalyst for the focal point. You know, it, it's a plot device. But is it the central plot? I don't think so. I, I think, think it's more of a central plot than the Lou Ferrigno bit. Like, because the wedding is the catalyst. The whole storyline revolves around the wedding coming up and we end at the wedding. So you can't just knock out the wedding. Oh, I'm not knocking it out. But the, the wedding... Like she invites Siegel's character, she invites him to the wedding, right? She invites Sydney, and it's all about the friendship factor here. Yeah, she's and, the side character, right? That's my point. And, but I will say this: it is a rom com in the sense of how rom coms work. Like, there's a meet cute. He's at the open house that uh, Peter's throwing, and they, they hit it off, exchange numbers. There's the date montages. It's, you know, it's, it is a rom-com without the romance. That's kind of my point. And that's why I call it a rom-com. Sure, I'm not the first person to say it. Like, that's one of the easiest puns in the world. But, but that, that is it. You're right. Absolutely. Rom-com. Right. They take perfectly. the rom-com formula and they say, let's put it on friendship. And it is awesome. And, and we need more yeah. of those. Right, we really I, do. I think that's another thing that hurts this movie in a way is there isn't movies like this 
that I can think of. I cannot think of another movie that really truly fits this same type of, of film. Not that I'm aware of because there's tons of friendship movies for high school, college age people that mm-hmm. that's everywhere. That's that's every teen movie ever. Right. Oh, we're going to be friends forever. Oh, we're going to grow up, but we'll be friends. For- Fuck. It's it's the freaking plot of it. Oh, or <laughs> or the the friendship movies that we do get for the older generation. It's not about making new friends ever. It's always about the old friendships. Let's come and how back together and kill this yeah, clown. Let's, let's yeah, let's kill, kill the clown <laughs> or like you know we'll go. We'll, we will take the hot tub time machine back in time or that's right. What you know what I mean? Whatever it is. So I think because this is kind of a movie that's almost unique in it's not like anything else. Probably also heard it. You can't be like, oh, you'll love it. It's like because, oh, you'll love it. it. It's not really like anything. It's just awesome. And it's funny, too. Like, we're talking as if this movie's rated like a two out of 10 out on the out there. But out of 200 and 209,000 people, like it's rated a seven out of 10. So on IMDb, that doesn't mean it's a bad movie in any way. But I think what we're really talking about to just clarify for everybody is that this movie is so underrated to everyone. I think like, even though I think all three of us do quote this movie, you know, and we probably all have with at least once a week. Right. I don't get it because to me, the biggest struggle of this movie was literally pinpointing a favorite scene. And I know we're not there yet, but like, how did I'm I'm curious if you guys even found one because it was extremely hard for me, but damn Jackie like I <laughs> right well he was just talking about the meat cute and he's like like there's a part in the meat cute that just i was laughing like to myself when he was talking about that because in that that scene he's like the one guy goes yeah it's just a little too cheap for me and he's like yeah and it smells like fart and like that part, oh yeah i laughed so, so fucking good. hard i love when he's like i know my farts <laughs> and then he's like i gotta be full disclosure i'm not gonna I'm not interested in the house. Like, you know, it's just like, and I could see myself fully doing that. Like, oh, free food. You sign me up. Right. Yeah. Free food, trying to pick up chicks. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The food. Divorcees. Yeah. It is such a creative way to tackle a subject. Because, you know, every rom-com is all about finding the one true love. But it, you can't exist in a healthy relationship with your significant other without good, healthy friendships outside of that. In my opinion, I mean, I'm not like a relational guru, but I have a lot of good friends that I've remained friends with throughout the years. And I have adult friends that I've met in adulthood. And I love those friendships. And I love you, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but it's, it. you know, my, my point is, I think it's a good subject to make a movie about because a lot of people do often grow up and just make, their life about their significant other and about their immediate family and there's nothing wrong with taking care of your family and taking care of your spouse or significant other but you need that camaraderie that comes with friendship i mean there there's there's a lot of benefits to it there was a really great book years ago that came out called bowling alone and it was all about how like friendship in america is going away i'm not going to go into great detail about it but I do recommend it, and it's probably got an updated edition. Nerd, look at him reading. (laughs) Look at the nerd reading. Did you meet your friends reading books? (laughs) No. But ultimately, I just think what a—I don't want to say this movie is courageous by any means, but it's—it's certainly 
new. It's certainly not something that's really been repeated. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm not out there a lot. But the idea of people in their late 30s, early 40s meeting and becoming fast friends is it's not out there, man. And it can happen to you. Yeah. It can. Be prepared. Well, I think a similar formula you see again a few years later when Bridesmaids is released. Um, it, that is very similar in the fact that she's trying to keep the relationship and everything. Right. Again, with some of the similar actors that we've seen in this film. But yeah, you're right. Like, it's really non-existent. But I think we, we talk more about this movie. I think it's great. I mean, like, dude, the fact that he can't, he doesn't have a best friend which to me is very foreign because I actually have way too many friends to honestly brag a little. It was Lex, very to figure out like, Lex and my best oh, I have so many fucking friends. Mm. They're just like, you know, I I'm so glad MySpace went away because I could never figure out my top eight. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Lex. Oh my God. I'm but, reading books and this guy's talking about MySpace. Jesus. MySpace. Oh, whatever. Like you didn't have a Zanga, you fucking nerd. <laughs> I didn't, but I'm also older. I have older. Uh, but, <laughs> dude, the bro dates were so fucking funny. I loved the fucking Thomas Lennon, man. He's one of my favorite actors, like just the throwaway actor, right? Like, oh my God. Yeah. And the other dude from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think, is who Jason, is that who you were talking about? With yes. The yeah, Joe voice? Latriglio, I believe is his yes. name. Yeah, hilarious as well. Like, and then the old man. Like, what a great old man eating Wholesome. peas with his fork. Like, oh, I loved it. The pictures <laughs> from, a, and that's that's a rom com trope, right? Where right. someone uses a different picture on there. <laughs> oh man, it's just so well done. And and I like the the point you made, Greg. Is like no one thinks this is a bad movie, but the argument we're making right now is this movie needs to be in the conversation, as they say, uh, in the greats. It's among the greats, you know? 100%. It absolutely is. I mean, I think our, our ratings are going to clearly reflect that, I think. Well, we'll I see with think... Greg. Well, yeah, Greg. Greg. Greg's over. It was so good. Five. <laughs> Literally the greatest <laughs> movie I've ever seen. I'll give it a 4.7. I was actually going to give it a two and a half, but yeah. that's... <laughs> right. Deleted scenes. Though, I told you guys I watched the deleted scenes. The one bro date that they didn't show is that Paul Rudd goes on a a rugby game with another guy that I guess his brother probably set him up with, um, and he gets his shit wrecked. Like Paul Rudd oh, does a full on flip and lands on his back. It's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Imagine having to cut scenes from that movie. You're like, Fuck. there was only three. That's They're what I so thought was good. I bet so, there's got to be a bunch that are a bunch of takes. You know what I mean? Like, kind of oh like my how god, with like yeah, Anchorman the gag stuff. reel was very lackluster. Like, I really wanted to enjoy the gag reel, but they turned it into like a fucking high school class project and made like a bunch of stupid montages and like it just wasn't funny. It wasn't like the end of liar liar outtakes, right? Like <laughs> this was just like it was forced type thing. But I'll say the other deleted scene that I thought was hilarious the 
when they're taking pictures of the groomsmen and it's all the bro dates and everything. Um, the photographer, he's like, doesn't know. <laughs> like he acts like he's know what he's talking about. He's like, no, no, no. I want you to do this. It'll be really funny. Da, da, da. So like the bit is like, they all pull their pants down around their ankles. So it's just like them wearing their underwear and all their suits and stuff. <laughs> so, you, so you got Lou Ferrigno with his ripped fucking thighs and quads. And then he got the old guy next to him with his like weak 89 year old legs. Beautiful. Like, it was so fucking funny. High art, man. Uh, it was really good. Uh, I guess it's time. I guess it's time. We got to pick a favorite scene. Jason, you want to go first? Just because I, I just laughed so hard about it, just thinking about it, I'm going to go with that that little meat cute scene. Just the fact that whole, the whole thing was so well done. Just absolutely fantastic. I laughed. And I like I said, I laughed so fucking hard when he was like, yeah, and it smells like fart. Like, I just fucking couldn't handle it it just was so funny to me so yeah i'm gonna make that one it it was a really good scene i guess i'll go yeah do it johnny boy hard choice but you guys know i love the awkward so the and you know rehearsal was it, it wasn't rehearsal dinner it was engagement dinner where he gives the speech Sydney gives a speech about giving back, talking about oral. And it wasn't just that that part was hilarious because it was. But the car conversation that followed after it, when he's just, just a whole bunch of BJs or whatever, like, it's so great. And I mean, that's it's it's beautiful because Sydney you know, is like the man child in this, but he's he's so well meaning. And you know what? For all of the awkwardness his plan worked at least we didn't see it they didn't that wasn't a deleted scene where she's going down on him right yeah can <laughs> confirm there was no uh oral rashida jones goes down on paul <laughs> yeah, in yeah. nine hours of deleted scene <laughs> we have nine to do this job jesus yeah. i'd be so worn out a lockjaw after four nice greg <laughs> but yeah my favorite hands down i laughed a lot during the dinner scene everyone's just like looking all puzzled and uh yeah it's 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 beautiful. Greg, what about you? Well, I'm glad that it wasn't what I was about because you were I thought you were about to say what I was about to say and cuz we have a very similar favorite scene. Only because like it was such a real real moment and it is the car ride home from the engagement dinner and they're having this conversation and she's all like, "I don't appreciate you talking about me not giving you head to our your new friend or whatever and he's like you know how do you think it makes me feel when you're talking about our sex life with you and she's like oh you're right like i'm sorry you know she apologizes because she's not used to him having a friend that was all. the most unrealistic part of that movie a woman admitted she was wrong Poor shit. Yeah. It was a really good. I know it's funny, but you know what i mean like I'm this just was such kidding a... to all the women out there yeah right like i need to impress not you kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> Psych. No. I don't think we have any women in our audience yet, so. No. Uh no. Yeah, Mindy doesn't even listen to this. <laughs> um no. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> but just because I think that that was like pitched to somebody because that had actually happened or whatever, it just felt like a really genuine scene. Yes. Um, besides that, man, what made me what makes me laugh so hard is that first scene where they're walking down the boardwalk, walking Anwar the dog, and <laughs> Jason Sagel's wearing this fucking button-up Hawaiian shirt and board shorts and socks with UGG boots on, and he's just, and then he fucking just, <laughs> yeah. 
They're like fucking hilarious to me. You gonna pick up your dog shit? Like Dude, the, so the wardrobe for Sydney was amazing. Hilarious. So Ultimate bachelor wardrobe. I yeah. it was. Oh man. Well, we'll go back around the horn. Jason, what do you want to give this a rating for? Anybody that got this far in the episode and heard me talk about it should probably already know. This this definitely is a 10. John? Same, bro. Can't it's that's what was the best part about watching this was remembering how good it was and remembering like why don't we talk about this more and i'm glad i have a podcast where we were literally gonna talk about this like we just did so yeah 10 easy 10 not a hard rating for me to give there's like you said great golden age of comedies especially for our generation those that 2000 to 2010 was just so good and this was you know, towards the end of it, and it was just as good as the others. So, ten. Well, this will be a first of this podcast. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! We're gonna treat Pete the fucking tens out of tens. Oh. <laughs> That's it. We. Have to, I, I mean... It's just such a goddamn good movie, and honestly, it, rating it anything less than this, I couldn't give you a reason why. Like, not only was it a great fucking comedy, but it had Rush in the middle of the fucking movie. <laughs> like, And they played my favorite song of theirs, too, Limelight, which is so good. Right. Which also goes to the fact of, I would assume, a lot of the budget of this movie went to Rush yeah. and their songs throughout the entirety of the movie. Um, <laughs> and they were slapping a bass. Slapping a bass. That was a great, that was my second favorite scene. Yeah, so but yeah, guys, that's incredible. We did it. I also really love the fact when she goes to try to share him with the uh, this with what Rush is, and then they go to play it, but it's like real quiet. And oh she's yeah, on the computer speakers. He's like, it's better on louder speakers. Yeah, always. Yeah, uh, that's hilarious. so great, so relatable. <laughs> well, that will do it for Love Month here at Roll Film. We apologize to anyone who was listening and fell in love with us, but I hope you'll stick around longer than my first wife did. You don't know about her, and we don't talk about her. We don't because she's not real. Yeah. <laughs> no other woman would agree to marry him. Yeah. I had a dowry. That's how I got Lauren. <laughs> dowry. Yeah. But yes, it's been a great month. You know, one thing's for sure. We love movies. We love any listener that gives us the time of day. So we hope that you did find love this month. And if you didn't, better luck next year. Because always next year. Yeah, we always know that you can only find love in the month of February. No one will ever <laughs> love you outside of that month. Yep. Actually, it's before. It's between the days of February 1st to February 14th. On February 15th, you have officially oh, lost that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's sign the divorce papers. It's a two week period. Yeah, after that, you're just preparing for St. Patrick's Day to get loaded. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. We'll get out of here and go love something. Bye. <laughs> I still don't have a catchphrase. See you right? next Bye. week. Guys. <laughs> <laughs>